You're listening to Comedy Central. Welcome to the Jim Jeffrey Show. In a landslide victory, a comedian became president of the Ukraine this week. Though it's not surprising, everyone loved his Netflix special, Potatoes. He was like, <laughs> you say potatoes, I say... <laughs> But on a side note, I'd like to book some gigs in the Ukraine. If I visit, it would be an honour for you to open for me, Mr President. But keep it to a tight eight minutes, mate. They're not there to see you. Let's start the show. I'm Jim Jeffries, and tonight we're talking about death. Americans hate the topic. It makes them super uncomfortable. Even just asking the question, how do you think you'll die, immediately puts an end to a blowjob. <laughs> it, it upsets me and I just stop sucking. <laughs> but in the end, death comes for us all. And it's not just a fact of life, it's big business. Funerals in the United States are a $20 billion business. Partly because some funeral parlors can take advantage of grieving families. The average cost of modern burial runs from ten dollars to $12,000. The funeral industry has also been known to engage in predatory business practices, like selling vulnerable families add-ons and services that they don't need. Your aunt or your mom or dad lose a lot of dignity when they're going through a sickness or an illness. Uh, at least yeah. you can do is give them some of that dignity back. People in mourning are in no mood to haggle. Look, 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 I understand you're going through a hard time, but what if I tell you what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw in the leather interior and the undercoating. I'll even give you a cup holder. <laughs> at, uh, at these prices, you should tell me sorry for my loss. <laughs> Funerals are also bad for the people who are still alive. Formalin, the formaldehyde-based preservative solution embalmers use, is incredibly toxic. OSHA deems it a dangerous carcinogen. To embalm a typical body requires three pounds of this formalin solution and sends 120 gallons of untreated funeral waste directly into the sewage system. Why are we preserving dead bodies? Open casket funerals are creepy. Why would anyone want to see a more f***able version of your grandma? <laughs> As if you could make her more f***able. <laughs> She kept it plenty tight. <laughs> and speaking of tight, sooner or later, we're going to run out of room. Modern burials are also incredibly wasteful. The average gravesite takes up 32 square feet of land in a cemetery. The only thing that takes up more space and is just as wasteful as cemeteries, golf courses. Now, it would be great if we could combine the two, but that would be ridiculous. <laughs> Though you could combine them if it was mini golf. Okay, what you want to do is bank off Grandpa's headstone through the industrial accident windmill into the waiting mouth of Uncle Terry for the easy par. Space is already an issue at the revered Arlington National Cemetery, which might start making it harder to get in. Without any type of change in eligibility and expansion, by 2041, we're going to be out of room. We could restrict eligibility to those who perish on active duty, Medal of Honor recipients and Valor Awards. So even being wounded doesn't guarantee you a spot. <laughs> so Rambo's not getting into Arlington. <laughs> that 
That's what you say, Rambo. Is this the America you want to live in? If a place like Arlington is having trouble, why even have cemeteries? The only thing they're good for is giving teenagers who are going through a phase a place to smoke and get under the shirt and over the bra. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm at home in graveyards. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes me pretty weird, huh? It's true that burial after death is becoming less popular. Only 43.5% are going that route, while 50.2% choose cremation, and the other remaining 6.3%, their bodies will never be found. <laughs> Trust me. We need better options beyond burial and cremation. Death would be so much better if the body simply left no trace. But is that even possible? Swedish scientists asked that same question and developed something called promesion. It's a process where you freeze a corpse in liquid nitrogen, rapidly vibrate the body so it breaks into millions of tiny particles in just a few minutes, then freeze dry the particles and remove the harmful metals left over from your dental fillings. You're left with a fine dust. Now that's a good plan! <laughs> it's also the origin story of the lesser known Marvel superhero, Swedish Dustman. <laughs> After an Ikea dresser crushed his parents, he was frozen with liquid nitrogen. Now, with a little help from his sidekick, Alan Key, his dust particles are ready to f shit up Stockholm style. When I go, I want to be useful. Use every part of me, harvest my organs, sell my teeth to someone else. They're not even mine. My, my scrotum would make a lovely baby's hat. Turn my forearms into spatulas, practical, kitschy, and every time my son flips a burger, he'll think of me. Because I'm also the burger. <laughs> Nobody needs to be remembered forever. What's the point of a monument or a gravestone? Maybe someone remembers you for a generation or two at best. But after that, it's just a thing for kids to kick around whilst making fun of your name. <laughs> Butts. <laughs> but if your ego is so big and you just have to leave something behind, get something smaller and cheaper like a bobblehead. <laughs> It'll look like you. Your body can do different activities. Maybe you like tennis. I don't know you. And just think how your family will feel when they visit your final resting place. Uh, on a windy day, it can be very emotional. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We've all thought about faking our own deaths, haven't we? When people in South Korea do it, it's called spiritual healing. But when I do it, it's called defrauding the government or trying to get out of a party. I travelled to Seoul to learn the difference. Life in South Korea is extreme. They study hard. They work late, they all run around repeating pally pally, which basically just means hurry hurry. South Korea's official work week automatically includes 12 hours of overtime. Sure, this intensity has made the country super rich, but it's also made them super depressed. Turns out that South Korea has one of the highest suicide rates in the world. Their rank? 
Number four, Guyana just edged them out of the top three. So apparently there are still some areas where Koreans can work harder. But these workaholics aren't sitting around doing nothing. In some cases, they're taking extreme measures to do something about it. That's right, people are trying to experience death to help them appreciate life. So I flew to South Korea to check out this happy dying ceremony and speak to cultural commentator Sung Young Cho to learn more about it. What is the thing about Western society that most surprises Koreans? I mean, how much they care about their feelings. And you guys don't? We're not going to talk about it that much, and that's part of... Uh, is that why you're all killing yourselves? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a suicide problem, right? Yeah, in Korea, the suicide rates are very high. Like, nobody understands why. I've just figured it out for you. It's because none of you talk about your feelings. Well, that's part of the picture. The moment you were born, there are specific benchmarks that you have to achieve by the time you're 5, time you're 15, time you're 25, time you're 35. And there's so much social consensus that this is the right way to live. If you miss one of those, it's very hard to justify yourself that you're just different. I feel like society sort of does that with the internet, like just constantly comparing right. yourself to others. It makes you miserable. And in Korea... That's why morons are so happy. Right. <laughs> and like the internet, this is a global issue. In the US, suicide rates have risen dramatically. Except for in Nevada, where they've actually decreased. I'm not saying it's because of prostitution, but I'm also not, not saying it's because of prostitution. Do people ever see therapists? Yeah, but you're not gonna advertise it. So therapy is taboo, mm -hmm. but getting in a coffin isn't. No, but if you go to therapy, um, it's like admitting to everybody that there's something wrong with you. This is admitting that there's something wrong. <laughs> Antidepressants, are people on them? There is a huge taboo about mind-altering drugs. So you're supposed to be able to control your mind. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt that. There's a good chance that I'm in a mental home just rocking back and forth, going, ha, 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 uh, uh. <laughs> Tell us about the, the building we're in and what they do. This is called a healing center, but you're not actually here to just heal, you're actually here to die. <laughs> the idea of spiritual healing is that you cannot just rationalize everything about life. What you need to do is to get a near-death experience. But how is this a near-death experience? It's just being in a box. A lot of people come here because they do have suicidal urges. And then when they get in the coffin and they experience the fear of death, they're like, no, I'm not going to do it. And what do they actually do? How do you look death in the eye? You go through your own funeral step by step. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to get your photo taken because in Korean funerals, your last photo is very important. And then you write up your will and then you're going to get in the coffin and they're going to shut the coffin. I write up my will. Yeah. I'm just going to give everything to my son. I'm going to give Forrest like a pinball machine. Scott, you can have one Rolex. Andrew, I've been sleeping with your wife. <laughs> it does. I do feel healed. It's very good. I think you really need to try this. I was skeptical, but I've suffered with depression at times in my life. And this funeral idea seems pretty effective. But self-reflection isn't really my thing. I'm off the TV, which means I only thrive when receiving a certain amount of external praise. Yes, just like sunlight on a houseplant, people saying how amazing I am really perks me up. I've written my will, I'm ready to go. All that's left now is for Forrest to say some nice words. Why do you get to keep your clothes on? They didn't tell us to take our clothes off. 
friends, fans, and Jim's assistant, Jack. Thanks for coming, Jack. We're gathered here today to celebrate the life and art of the great Jim Jeffries. To understand this comedic master, you must start at the very beginning. Immense talent was clear from a remarkably <laughs> young age. Feelings, Forrest, feel Immense talent was clear from a remarkably young age that Jim was different from the other kids. No one understood his genius. You know what, we're just gonna play the, the video that Jack put together. Oh, a video. Hey, Jim, it's your assistant, Jack. Yeah, he knows who you are, idiot. Just intro the video. To celebrate your life, I got the top author and therapist in Hollywood to share some advice. Hello, Jim. This is Gary Busey, your new friend. The word death, D-E-A-T-H, stands for don't expect a tragedy here. Now, my favorite comedy is Mr. George Carlin. Is Jim one of your favorite comedians? No. I've never seen him work. Hurtful. But I want you to know something. If anything happens to you that takes you to the other side without warning, I will take care of your family. But I want to get with you when you get back here. I'm going to show you how to teach hummingbirds how to fly in formation. You need to get a fine little fishing line and tie it to their feet. It's, it's like a, uh, going to a prom with nothing but kitties, little cats. They lick each other, they have litter boxes, they groom. You ever been to a prom like that? And in a kitty cat prom, there are no virgins. Well, go ahead, a very positive experience in that box, but if you're going to do it, take my advice, bring your phone and some Kleenex. I, I didn't reflect at all. We'll be right back. Yeah. Welcome back. We can't avoid the relentless march of time. But most of us at least try to have a few good years before it's all over. It's called retirement. Curling up on a porch swing with the person you've come to resent over the last 40 years. Or watching the sunset over a house that's about to be foreclosed on. And reminiscing about all your many mistakes and regrets. <laughs> oh, I'm joking, of course. The reality is actually way sadder. Lifespans are increasing, birth rates are going down. And by 2050, the global population of people older than 65 will more than double. Already, millions of people are crossing into a period that used to be retirement, but they're not retiring. They're working longer, but in many cases because they have to. We're all working ourselves to the bone and we're not enjoying it and it's all for nothing. So maybe it's time to make some changes, which brings us to our segment, This'll Work. Tonight, retirement. In order to fix it, we have to go all the way back to the beginning. I'm talking about a full life reboot, starting from our earliest days. So from the ages zero to eight, you get to have a childhood. That stays the same. Jump in puddles, eat a bunch of chocolate, shit your pants. It's childhood. <laughs> Enjoy it because the next few years are gonna be tough. Unfortunately, at nine, and I'm not gonna lie, this, this will suck, we're bringing back child labour. <laughs> Childhood is over. You get a hard hat and it's off to work. 
coal miner. Crime scene cleaner. Crime scene cleaner at a coal mine. All the jobs no one else wants to do goes to the kids. Their bodies are still fresh and can recover. And all the manual labour will eradicate childhood obesity. You hear that, you fat little c**ts? The honeymoon's over. Now, to offset the hard work, we will lower the drinking age to nine. If you've been digging graves all afternoon in the blistering sun, you deserve a couple of frosty ones after your shift. Ah, pipe down Tarquin, he gets a bit lippy when he's had a few. This will work, fact. Okay, now, ages 16 to 21, school. You gotta go to school. Learn to spell, bit of maths. Have at least one science teacher who's led away in handcuffs for reasons unclear. You know, school. But then, get ready, because at 21, you get to retire. Youth is wasted on the young. So from 21 to 40, it's all the fun, sex, drugs, drinking and travelling you can possibly handle. These are your golden years. You can do whatever you want. And if you slip up and accidentally have a kid in those years, don't worry. Just hire a nine-year-old nanny. Not your responsibility. Live it up. Because at 40, sorry, retirement is over. <laughs> You're now an adult. Pick a career. Start a family if you're into that. The ages 40 to 60 are the being part of society time of life. Then at 60, you get to sit. Have a sit. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. You've earned it. Sit, 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 sit in Florida. Sit by a lake. Wherever you want to sit, you f***ing sit. <laughs> Have at it. Because right around 65, that's when we draft you. <laughs> it's time to accept your own mortality which makes the elderly perfect soldiers. Those who are spry enough to serve, go into battle, fight wars, defuse bombs, it'll be great. And if you aren't fit for the military, you still have to serve a purpose in society. So welcome to your new life as a traffic cone. <laughs> in fact, you're better than a real traffic cone. You're biodegradable and you're harder for drunk kids to put on their heads. <laughs> He's retired, let him have his fun. So there you have it. This will work. Fact! This has been a Comedy Central podcast.